It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. Bleeding Green Nation. It is episode number 215, and it is. Very early in the morning. It's John Barchard and Brandon Lee Gowton. Welcome back hey. to the podcast, buddy. Where you been, pal? It's been yeah. You know, we're at uh, recording, of course, at the WIP Studios, and I don't believe BLG's been back here in a month. That's including podcasts and radio shows and all that. It's been a while. I've been hanging out with famous people, <laughs> yes. you know, doing uh, doing me, you know, trying. But I miss it. Honestly, it's been too long. And how great is it, John, that we're here? Finally, for the first time since like November seventeenth or whatever that Falcons win was, yeah. I can't even remember. We we're talking about an Eagles win. <laughs> yes, finally, finally, it's uh, it's here, uh, and at least we don't look too bad because I think the last time that we were excited about a win, we were saying, "Well, they could still go five and one in the division, or six and zero in the division, or whatever." It was the games were close, John? <laughs> they lost close division games. It wasn't that far off. As everyone <laughs> keeps reminding us on the Twitter dot com, uh, and speaking of the Twitter dot com. You should be following us at BGN underscore radio, at John Barchard, at Brandon Gowton, of course. And if you are listening to this on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, maybe you just like our RSS feed, that's fine too. But if you are on one of those things, please rate, review, subscribe, do all of those fun things that it really goes a long way. And we'll start reading some reviews here. Yeah, I think we're, just, fun. we're just eventually going to have to steal it from the Ricky because it is a really good bit. And I and I, by the way, we haven't done it yet, so I'm going to do it now. I want to thank everybody for going in and getting us over the 100 yes. reviews. Thank you. So thank you, and we appreciate all the fun comments and the bad ones too. I mean, you know, here and there, we, we get it. Uh, but uh, we also get that 
hey, Lane Johnson's back. And guess what? The first drive as they're coming out. The, the first play. The only thing in my head was, oh, wow, you can run to the right side now. And the Eagles are probably playoff contenders. This game probably would have mattered a lot more <sighs> if Lane Johnson had been here the entire year. Very depressing, John. Yes. Eagles just won, and you're trying to bring everything down. You're no, trying to... it was just I, – I know everybody else felt it too because no, it's hard not this to thing think where it's just like, oh, my God, they scored, and why am I frustrated? Yeah. Darren Sproles busts open this 25-yard hole and goes in for an easy touchdown, and you're like, yes, fuck. <laughs> it was like that all all at once. And uh, it, But to Lane's credit, he seemed – you know, very humble, jovial, pre and post game, and and doing all that stuff. But your your thoughts on Lane Johnson's return back to the Eagles? They're four and one with them now. They would have been five and zero oh if Ryan Matthews doesn't make that stupid fumble. It's so hard not to think about what they could have been if he had played. You know, these ten games. I mean, even if like he missed like you know half of them. You know, you know what I mean. Like even if he, uh, even if he was there for a couple of them, it's just. It's so frustrating to think about it in hindsight because it's clear how much of a difference it makes because it's not just Lane. It's not just, like, his position. You know, it's it's improving left guard because now you don't have Wiz in there. Well, they did tonight because Barber came out. But to start with, you know, they have Barber there. It's just he's so critical to it. And Doug even talked about this after the game. He said basically that, you know, uh, he said, like, not to be disrespectful to Isaac, who he liked out there, and and Barber, but it's just not the same when you have those guys out there and you're running behind them. He said he's more tempted to run behind his Pro Bowl. And obviously, let's give a little credit here to Mr. Seven-time Pro Bowler tying an Eagles record. And uh, a good stat here from Ruben Frank. I think there are only 12 offensive linemen who have more Pro Bowls than uh, Jason Peters. And all of them are in the Hall of Fame. So Jason Peters, future Hall of Famer, uh, Doug was saying, you know, it's hard not to run behind that guy when you have him there. Yeah. So, uh, But with Lane back, you know, the offense looks a lot better. And, yeah, it's hard not to think what could have been. But... As you said, John, Lane had a good response to it. Yeah, he he, he really did. And actually, uh, Adam Herrmann, uh, our good friend, and also the uh, editor in charge of TheBleedingGreenNation.com, uh, caught up with him, and he said this about it. Did you listen for any reaction when you were introduced before the game? Did you hear anything? <laughs> Man, I just ran out the tunnel as fast as I could. <laughs> and waited for the next person. I was I was expecting a lot of booze, but hey, man, they, they showed me love. It didn't so seem like was, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. So I, I was surprised. No, we, we joked about that, what was going to happen with, with some of the teammates. What did you think was going to happen? Uh, I thought about holding up a sign saying I'm sorry, turning out there, but we didn't. But that's just something we joked about. So, again, like it's hard not to – despite even all those – you know, all the things, it, Lane is – Lane's just hilarious. He is you funny. know, as much as – I know we – like James even suggested, you know, brain surgery or something for Christmas. And and I get that, too. I get that level of frustration. And the fact that he just comes out and he's really self-aware is like, man, just like you said, it's like, I just want to get out there and do it. And we thought about, you know, having a sign that's saying, I'm sorry, as I'm coming out of the tunnel. <laughs> like, that's that's great. You know, can always, like, rely on him and BG, which I'll get into in a second because oh, he, yeah. he made me laugh uh, tonight as well. But, yeah, it was – it's just – and you mentioned, you know, you mentioned that, and I'm look, I'm just looking back at the schedule again, and you're like, yeah, man. I mean, you're right. I mean, that there's and those close seven games. point game here. There's this, the, you know, the Cowboys in overtime. There's the, the Washington the, game, the, the first one where yeah. Vitae gets destroyed. What if Lane is there? Yes, exactly. You have the, the Giants on the road. That's a five point loss when you really couldn't do anything a lot uh -huh. towards the end of that football game. You, you know, 
the the Seahawks. Well, it's probably a loss anyway, yeah. but definitely. <laughs> I mean, the but the Packers. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You go back to that, and you're like, you can at least start trying to establish a run game there because that's what you're supposed to do against the Packers. They really couldn't do that either. I don't want to go through the long trip of it, but just just seeing him out there just kind of reminded everybody of it again, and uh, it, it was kind of it was an impressive drive. I mean, the whole thing. It was just they ran down there. It was it, and then, of course, Eli Manning does everyone a favor, as he usually does. He shows up. The momentum completely changes. Malcolm Jenkins on a third and five on their second possession takes a pick six to the house, and he had a phenomenal night tonight. I mean, two picks, a lot of – it's interesting, too, because at, at, at some point, can they just let him play safety? Because that's where he's really great at. When you're sticking him, again, in the slot in really tough situations against Sterling Shepard, against – Odell Beckham Jr. Some at some point, I I just it kind of makes you yearn again for a slot corner rather than just throwing the safety back through there, and you're just kind of reminded of that every time because I actually think Malcolm Jenkins would even be better nationally, locally in everybody's eyes, even though he already is. But um, he again another phenomenal game uh, tonight from him. Yeah, great game by Malcolm. Uh, obviously, the red zone touchdown he allowed to, I believe, Sterling Shepard, that yep. was rough. And again, that was with him in the slot. And you don't want him there all the time because that's not his position. You know, he's best at safety. He obviously belongs at – he can play that nickel spot here and there. You want to mix him in. Uh, the Eagles obviously in a tough position there, losing Ron Brooks, who wasn't necessarily the greatest, but, you know, probably better obviously. than their other slot cornerback options. You know, I, I don't think Mills is really a full-time player in that role. Obviously, you're not putting my boy, Leotis McKelvin, <laughs> who had some great, awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah. Com- comments off the game. Uh, attaboy, Leotis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Nolan, Car- Nolan Carroll also had a really good game tonight. Yeah, uh, he did. I mean, you, you, you <laughs> maybe got away with a little bit of pass interference on that that last uh, Giants fourth down there. But still, overall, really good game by him. Um, man. Well, so, so much so, by the way, that, you know, Victor Cruz was – asked, hey, don't you think it was kind of odd that there was no hmm. pass interference calls or holding calls? He's like, oh, I have a good one for this. We too. threw it 63 times, no holding calls, no pass interference. You said it better than I did. So you can always, I mean, but they were playing at both sides there. I mean, there was, they, they let their corners be physical both ways. And Are you ready for the conspiracy, John? <laughs> ready for the conspiracy. Because I was looking up uh, some stats last night. And when Cleet Blakeman is the ref for Eagles games, mm. prior to this game on Thursday night, the Eagles are seven one. They are now eight and one. Hey, so little, works little, out. Uh, works out in their favor. There. Yeah, a little, little bit of home cooking, which is fine because the Eagles have had to deal with that the first part of the season forever. Oh, so. the Eagles were getting screwed all this year, all year this year on, on penalties. So that stuff evens out. I think we saw that even out a little bit tonight. Yeah, especially like even last week when you had, you know, that Jalen Mills flag was. Eh, it's a little, little ticky-tack. Yeah. you got to call those things. And I think they should have called some stuff in here, too. But, I mean, in no way did I think it was going either way except for Carson Wentz. And I can't <laughs> believe that there was some – there were moments in there where you're looking at that and you're like, okay, that, that was definitely not roughing the passer. He sold it. He sold it so he well. He sold it he and sold give, it so let's well. give credit to the Eagles fans who got on those refs and the refs were like, Oh, got to right. throw a flag now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. Okay, I'll throw it. It was, it was, kinda, it was uh, yeah, it, that was that was really a good job because everybody's like, oh, hey, come on. Yeah, and come like, on. All right, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so good job by uh, by the link tonight, which, by the way, I, 
I thought was going to be pretty empty tonight. And it looked that way in the first quarter. There but were actually, some empty seats. But actually, and a lot of Giants fans. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, and a lot of Giants fans. And I actually saw the beautiful thing. Uh, it, uh, shouts to our boy E-Rock because he, uh, he, I guess he brought three Giants fans with him or sold three tickets because I don't, I don't know the story, but he definitely uh, celebrated every touchdown by filming it, uh, you know, with the Giants fans <laughs> there rubbing it in their face. So I think that's perfectly acceptable if you were doing that, but the it, it did fill up eventually. Like yep. I don't know if it was traffic or whatever that was going on there. True, there were moments when it was when it was nice and loud. And and to their credit, I think they got the call there. Let's talk about Carson Wentz for a little bit. Uh, I mean, the, the escapability. Oh my is God, we am- have to talk about that play, and you know it's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, Carson Vick, man, Carson Vick. How it, the it hell did he do that? It looked exactly the same, didn't it? it was it was pretty the same crazy. Giants game. Remember the miracle at the Meadowlands, where like right through the middle, uh, safety's coming right at Michael Vick, and he's just like, nope, and he just ducks down, <laughs> and it's like, how did he do that? That's like a video game thing, man. What are you, Jason Kelsey now? Remember he said that? Yeah, That's right, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Like fucking playing Madden out there. Uh, no, but it really was. And, it's, and it was Spags, the defensive coordinator, by the way, in 2010. Interesting that that blitz looked very wow. similar to that. So, hey, hey, hey. hey. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you look at Carson Wentz's numbers tonight, just 13 for 24. Not that impressive. They only had him throw 24 times. And, hey, magically, they won a football game because they were able to run the ball. And even with that, they didn't. Uh, they still didn't win the the all. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The. <laughs> they did not win time of possession. At least I'm not sure they weren't uh, leading that through at least three quarters, and maybe that kind of evened out. But um, I really was. I'm I'm impressed overall with like it's. I'm almost going to say a, a Key and Fahey thing. Where like I was very impressed with his escapability, this pocket awareness, everything that was kind of going out through there. There were times I don't know how I feel about the you know gunning it to. Nelson Aguilar twice, and 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 you know when the, during like those scramble plays, and this is the thing about all that stuff too, because it's I mean people are saying wow it's a really bad decision it's really dumb, but there's also a point in time where like the fir- at least with the first one the first one that got intercepted which basically yeah. ed- ended up being a long punt like I-, I cannot believe that this wide receiver group again I mean they always shock me we know they're bad. But they end up always shocking me at some point, and this was another time where I'm like, oh, my God. Carson Wentz ran longer than Donovan McNabb to scramble and then threw yep. it down to fucking Freddie Mitchell. Yep. And it's the same thing, and no no one, no one got open in 10 seconds. And Treggs kind of did, and then he doesn't come back to the ball. Yes. It's like, it's maddening. And it's like, what what's Carson supposed to do? It's just like he does, like you said, John, he's like scrambling, and it's like, how is it? That no one can get open. Like, no one. And then when the Eagles go up against these mobile quarterbacks, everyone's open. Yes. And I'm just like, how the, yeah, you same thing. Like, you look at Russell Wilson. There's always somebody that's going to be open. Somebody pops open. Somebody gets there. Not Carson Wentz. They just sit there. Or just, or, no, it wasn't even that. That's, it's, it, that's not even true. They were <laughs> moving their feet and they were going back and forth. And the Giants secondary was able to hold them down without Janoris Jenkins. With, you know, like Eli Apple and, and DRC. I'm it, no disrespect to them because they've been playing really well this year, but like you have to, you have to find somebody that can play wide receiver. Like it's fucking annoying. I hate it. I know we go over it every fucking week, but like, it, it, though I, I want 
the thing to be complete during that sequence. I want to be amazed by Carson Wentz and what he did and then have a positive result after that. The pro- the process is good. Like, the process, I thought, was good. And at first I said, you got to throw that out of bounds. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's third and whatever. Who yeah. gives a shit? Just throw it down the field. The second time, though, we got to talk about that. Because that's <laughs> the second time he did I think it was in the third quarter. And again, instead, of, instead of Bryce Treggs, it ended up being Nelson Aguilar. And literally... Same kind of broken play where he does a little dipsy do. That part was hubaloo, good. Which that part was, was great. good. And then he looked and he stepped into the throw. Also good. Didn't land really in a great spot. Almost landed in the hands of Giants linebacker Jonathan Casillas. Yes. Not so great. Not so great. So you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to store that one in the bank because that was really bad. But I, I think the concerns of all of. You know, there, there's there's still that kind of hanging in the air. It's like, is this is? It's, I mean, I even I even had a a good conversation with our friend Trev, who's like, is Carson Wentz dumb? Doctor Trev, excuse me, Doctor Trev, as I should be, and don't go to the phones, as we've always realized. And hey, fellas, TikTok, TikTok on that, by the way. Let's get that go back <laughs> going. Uh, there is, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Carson Wentz is dumb. I think he's no. I think he's stubborn. In those regards, I'm going to go and make this play, regardless of that. I think mean, he's green and green. He needs and, more experience. And this is and this is the thing that I think people have to realize and keep reminding themselves: rookies do that all the time. And he wasn't supposed to play this year. I know we, right. you know, he is, and and that's he has been. So, but which but is wanted, which but, is much better than. But sitting they him, wanted by the way. to be patient for him. There was a reason yeah. for that. So you know, I know we had those three games, and that kind of uh, threw expectations out of whack. But John, I have to tell you, there's one thing. One, one, two words actually. That uh, I was really impressed with Carson Wentz tonight. What's that? Motherfucking air yards, bitch! <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see that touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar? Forty air yards on that. Forty, forty. NFL MVP Carson Wentz air yard. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, and uh, yeah again in a pretty darn good drawn up play. To was that? Um, Landon Collins that uh, made the initial read, and then who? I, whoever you know t- who got burnt? Who's that? Giants first round draft pick. You lie up. Oh yeah, suck on that. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I mean the like new was, worst player in the, the NFL. New- <laughs> and the NFL yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. The new worst. Junior Kempsey had a great tweet. He was like, "Next drive, Nelson Eggler comes out and's like." Dude, I just burnt you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop wasting my time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, got right behind him. Like, just on it. It was a yeah. I don't even know what to call it. it was a sluggo? I, I I can't remember what it was. It was just I don't remember heading right towards the. <laughs> right it towards was the surprising. Flag. It was yeah. It was very Nelson surprising. Nelson Aguilar caught a, a pass first of all. Oh my gosh! His in first, stride, by yeah. the way. And his, his first drop was so bad, and then I think he had another one. And, and for him to just do that, it was like, wait, like that was Nelson Aguilar. Like, let me check the numbers on the back of that jersey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nelson had a good. Well, I'm not gonna say a good game overall. Well, we might debate this a little plays. bit because there's there's still there's still like it's still in the air of I. Th- <laughs> Nelson's bar is really low. He's still bad overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, really bad. But since the benching, mm. it's been... I don't know. Okay. He was he was literally named the worst player in the NFL last week <laughs> by no, Pro Football I, Focus. I'll take it for what's worth, but still, I mean, it's yeah. like, it's not great. 
I, I would say that he's played okay. Mm, that's a very... But without that touchdown, <laughs> without that touchdown tonight, probably not. That I was that first drop ruins the momentum of the game. Like it really did. Well, like, and there was like clicking and all ends, and then it's like, oh, there's like, about there's, there's about drop. forty yards of green in front of them too. Yeah, it was it, like that totally just ruined like everything the Eagles had going for them. And obviously, can't rip him too much because he made up for it later. But you know, it's like those plays. It happened in the Seattle game. Like once, and we talked about this, and I ripped him hard after the show on that. Like once he made that drop. And then he had a, what? He had another one. He came back with another one. It's like the game was just over. I mean, yeah. they, they probably weren't going to be the Seahawks anyway. But it was like over. It sucked all the momentum they had, which wasn't much anyway. But it just it totally killed it. And I almost did tonight. And it's those kind of plays that are just maddening. Yeah, because they, you know, that's you know they're up fourteen points, and then the Giants, the Giants go down again. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if, if that turns into a touchdown. Then that's a huge momentum booster and credit to the defense for only holding them to a field goal. And they were doing that a lot. They were doing a lot of bend, don't break this yeah. evening. And I got to tell you what, Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham took Bobby Hart to school. And I asked him, what, what was it that, uh, <laughs> that, that how, how he could be so dominant uh, against that guy? What, what, uh, what was working for him? Why do you think he had so much uh, success tonight against Bobby Hart? Uh, because... <laughs> uh, I think uh, because we both we both was battling, you know, and um, you know sometimes you get the better of people sometimes, but I mean overall they 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 a good team, you know they they didn't win ten games for no reason, and um, you know it just it was just a good night for me. <laughs> and to see to to BG's credit, right there, like he was he was going like okay, I'm gonna be respectful because, and then he. <laughs> We made eye contact, and we both smiled at the same time, and then he let out a big laugh, and then he was real nice about it at the end. Basically, I think that's just telling us, dude, it's, it's fucking Bobby Hart. Like, I, I own it. Of course I'm going to own his ass. him. Yeah, yeah, which which I thought was great. But, I mean, you know, uh, he constantly was just moving Eli Manning off the spot, and I know we kind of overuse that term a lot, but with when it comes to Eli Manning, he really does do the the flailing away from, from pressure, and I think that's what caused – a lot of the disruption of the timing, the really bad. You noticed all of the Jalen Watkins not moving over to Steve Smith, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know when uh, Malcolm Jenkins does that, it ends up being an interception. So there's there was a lot of that tonight. I was really impressed with Brandon Graham. I was really impressed with most of the secondary as well as as that kind of coexisted there. One of the more interesting things after this game was during Malcolm Jenkins' press conference. And he talked about how the Eagles basically like invented a new defense for the last huh. Giants offensive drive, like the last uh, meaningful drive of the game. And I was like, "Wait, what? You just like invented <laughs> a new defense?" He basically said like they were playing like if you are familiar with basketball terms, a box and one, which is like where you're like you're focusing in on one player specifically to try to eliminate them, but you still have like a box of players trying to obviously respecting the other players on the team, but not as much. So basically. You know, one player, uh, you know, every, well, everyone focusing, or one player man on Odell and everyone else in zone. So, uh, I mean, and then the the, the, weird, the craziest thing about that is they took a defensive lineman off the field, so they were rushing three, which I know everyone isn't a fan of. They <coughs> moved. Uh, My Terrence, man, sorry. Terrence I just, Brooks. I, I, just, I just turned that <laughs> off BLG's mic accidentally to cough, and I realized it turned off his instead of mine. Thank you very much, John. You're um, welcome. You're welcome. So they put Terrence Brooks on the field after taking lineman off. John, Terrence Brooks hadn't played a defensive snap. Not one. This whole year. Yeah. 
they throw him on and he makes the game ceiling pick. How about that? Like they, I mean, just, I mean, Jim Schwartz has been getting ripped a lot and deservedly so for, you know, the performance of his unit over these past, whatever games kind of stepped up at the end there and, and, uh, helped. Help the team. I mean, overall, like you said, John, the bend but don't break stuff tonight. Obviously, three turnovers. You got to give him some credit. Yeah, absolutely. And I was so happy to see Terrence Brooks' reaction after the game because it was just like he's, you know, he even said he's like I was really emotional about it. it he had a force fumble too. Yeah, he did, and it was like the first. It was the first time that you know he he'd been on the field since like his rookie season. He got injured. Mm-hmm. There was a long journey out to get back. So he's just like I was always ready when I got my number called and. I'm taking that ball home with me. My kid's going to play with it, and it's going to be great. I'm keeping that ball forever. And that was it was really cool to see, especially a game game tying game ceiling uh, type of type of thing there. Um, I, yeah, overall, I just I, I don't know what to take away from from it moving forward. I, I tell you what, what what was weird, and this is what we got to kind of figure out here. The, I can accept Doug Peterson two point conversion, the, the jet sweeps, like we can whatever that was that was last week. I understand. Oh, the you situation. don't want to talk that about that anymore, John? Fuck no, Jesus Christ! <laughs> we talked about that to death. They have a lead this time. You're going down there, and this is this is when you know Carson Wentz gets injured, which was so weird. I would, I, I, I forgot. To, I don't think did anybody ask what did Jason Peters say to you when you got back up from that? Jimmy did. He just okay. said you got to get over to the sideline, buddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. So, I think Carson might have you know, wanted to try to stay, and Jason is, was like, no, no you, you got to get, get, get over there. Yeah. So that whole sequence happens. They actually make some momentum because Chase Daniel, all he does is just hand the ball off for the next Hey, he had a good pass. Plays. He had a nice little, oh, little shovel pass. To, to Ryan Matthews yard as well. Game. Not bad. That's right. Pulled out the old Andy Reid uh, you know, tricks there, and that ended up working out for him pretty well. Then they get down there. I don't understand. I we can debate the fourth down call if you want to. As far as like you should have thrown it into the end zone. Or Why aren't they kicking a field goal there, going up eight, making it that, and then punting it back or like kicking it back to them? I I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure it's just kind of like in this foggy, weird season now. You're you're the second to last game, so you're just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. But at what point you're just like, okay, well, we don't need to do this. And let's just go up eight, kick it back to him, and then they would have been up eleven at that, you know, because they, they stopped him at that drive. They went down and kicked another field goal, and it would have been a two possession game. Why on earth didn't Doug Peterson just kick the field goal and go up by eight? Because he's big balls, Doug John. <laughs> I, I, but it I, serves no purpose there, uh, even in a real game that serves no purpose. I don't agree with that. I like I like the mentality. I'm never, pretty much never, going to complain. If if Doug goes aggressive, you look at the analytics and you look at the charts and everything like that. They have those what New York uh, Times conversion chart thing or yeah. whatever. Uh, and a lot of the times, more often than not, not always, but more often than not, the right decision is to be aggressive and go for it. And I like to call it a go for it. The the process didn't work, but you're giving the ball back to the Giants at the one. Maybe you get a safety, whatever. You know, it's 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 really not. I can't. I don't really. That stuff doesn't bother me. Anytime you're being aggressive and you're trying to win. Especially in a situation where the season is over, and you know who cares, and the, like it's not like you you have a ton to lose anyway. I especially love it then. Yeah, well, okay, that's just me. I, though. I mean, maybe you don't like it. Yeah, I like I, it. I hate it there. I, I like I, the I, aggressiveness. I really do. You play to win the game. You play to win. Yes, you play to win the game. You take the points. You're up eight, as opposed to being six. And like what? You know, they, they could end up driving down and even just kicking a field goal instead of an eight point like lead. It. You have a three point lead. I like it. 
I, I hated it. I hated every second of it. And well, you're wrong. And if you're you. if you're going to talk about the play call itself, then oh, by the way, they handed the ball to Ryan Matthews on the two fucking twice, and he got stuffed. So amazingly, they should maybe, have done that last maybe, week. Yeah. So amazingly, <laughs> maybe throwing the ball was still the okay move from last week. And people are going to say, oh, it's a different situation. And you're right because if Chase Daniel ends up throwing there, and of course throwing an incomplete pass because it's him and the wide receiving core that is on this football team. And he's a lot shorter and harder to throw over the line. You would have been bitching your ass off about how they didn't give it to Ryan Matthews for a second week in a row. Mm. Uh, And, uh, you know, Landon Collins with the missile twice. It's probably maybe maybe run away from him next time when he's he's in in that situation. I I just – I don't like it. I I think that at one point you just got to go, okay – Let's just, you know, play how we would. I mean, again, because it's one thing where a two-point conversion at the end of a game, and I understand that, but when uh, you're not going to do that when you're, I don't know, eight and eight and five or nine and five or whatever it was going to be. Like, there's no way he does that if mm-hmm. the playoffs are on the line. There's no mm-hmm. way if he's in the giant situation that he's running in for a touchdown or trying to do that. Sorry, I just don't, I just don't buy that. So I, that's why I don't understand how does that benefit or develop anybody when your own rookie quarterback is out and injured? Like, who, who, what, what are you trying to do at that point? That's what I mean. I don't understand. I don't even. I understand think it's about the identity, and I think he, Doug, has said this anytime he's gone for it this year. Is like he trusts in his players, and I think he wants to build that trust. And even if that doesn't, you know, obviously they're not going to the playoffs or anything, so that might not culminate in anything this year. But in the long term, and these players knowing, like Doug believes in us. Let's go out and get that first down. Let's go out and be aggressive. And especially when they're a team that, you know, doesn't have a lot of great offensive weapons. Let's try to maximize the points uh, that we can get when we can get them. Matt talks about it a lot in terms of manufacturing points. Like, you have to do things and be aggressive. As John coughs this time and turns off the yeah. right mic instead of my mic. We did it. Um, yeah, so I have, again, I get why people don't like it. I think there's... But I hate that because I think there's too much of that old school mentality. And I'm not saying you're doing that because I think, you know, you you get it. But there's some people you see on Twitter and it's just like this is just the old school dumb mentality that, you know, unfortunately Chip Kelly had a lot of the time and he was too cowardly a lot of the time to go for it in situations where he should have been aggressive. Especially in the second year. Yeah. So so here's the thing. Here's how I look at it. If it's going to be one of two extremes, you're going to be a coward or you're going to be aggressive. I like. (laughs) <laughs> the extreme of being aggressive and going for it. And I guess that's all, all, all I think the head coach and the quarterback have that in common. Carson Wentz is not a coward, you know, and maybe, but maybe sometimes those coward, those non coward decisions also end up being stupid, you know? So sure. it's, it's kind of like that, that cycle. But you're right. I would rather, that's what I'm saying. We, we bitched a long time about Sam Bradford and check down short of the sticks. It's it's a national phenomenon, right? We we get that point. I'm I'm okay with my quarterback and going go, yep. and, and going and taking shots. You're you're right in that aspect. I, I completely agree with that. And you actually uh, told it so perfectly and made me understand. Like, yeah, you know what? It's the end of the season. You're not playing for anything, but we have to find an identity, and we might as well stay aggressive and be aggressive. That's who even he when is. it doesn't make sense. We right. should just keep keep continuing to do that to try and build that mold. Especially in your first year as a head coach, you're trying to find that. So that that to me that makes a lot of sense. 
I still don't like it. That's fine. <laughs> you know, you like, don't have to. I still don't like it. Then. I'm right. You're wrong. It's okay. Eight 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 seven two nine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of that, and I know uh, he mentioned uh, Ruben Frank earlier in the show. If you are listening to this, maybe turn on WIP from two p.m. to six p.m. Me and Ruben are going to hang out and, and talk a little more about this football game and a lot more. Plus, might have a some unpopular opinions uh, segment once again. It, I think that worked out okay. I defended mayonnaise like Brandon would l- like me to do. Very proud of you. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. So, oddly enough, though, uh, Byron Marshall not getting any snaps, which I thought he was going to be, you know, especially at uh, the. I, well, no, it's. Oh, I guess, I don't know. Do, do kickoff returns count as snaps? <laughs> Special team Special snaps. Special team snaps. But yeah, interesting enough that. Uh, wasn't used wasn't used a lot tonight offensively anyway. Yeah, even with Ryan Matthews leaving the game too uh, later in the game. Yeah, <laughs> almost like we've said that before and we didn't want to do that again. <laughs> uh, the uh, and also a little bit noticeable tonight was Jordan Matthews. Uh, even though he had a, had a pretty significant limp after uh, after the game there, but uh, looked like he was kind of playing on his tippy toes pretty much the whole night. Although still had. The most targets on the night at at six, which is not uh, not the greatest thing in the world to be leading your tar- team in targets at six, and then Nelson Aguilar at five, with uh, being in second there. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems like he's been playing through injury uh, th- this whole time. Even that week off didn't really seem to help. Yeah, he hasn't been healthy in a while. I th- obviously, he's had an ankle injury uh, all season. He's been dealing with a knee thing to, or ankle th- injury since the Packers game. Sorry, he's had a knee thing like tendonitis or something for a while now. Uh, it doesn't look right, and if it sounds like we've been so rehearsed, John and I, for these last <laughs> couple minutes, it's because so, so what, someone so, forgot to record it. I uh, My elbow, I don't know what's going on with me tonight. My elbow hit the space bar, and uh, well, thank God we caught it, because what if we had to do Oh, my for, like, God. The Shilkapadia. Oh, no. That would have been terrible. I had yeah, shades of that. Um, and once again, I just have to point out, Doriel Green-Beckham is terrible. I just I, every every time, unless it is a slant, unless it is a small little bubble screen for a first down, I can I can't remember what quarter it was, but there was another instance of like a fifteen yard comeback where it was, you know, Wentz went to his first read, pop pop pops back to DGB, and just like is the laziest son of a bitch, and he dropped it, <laughs> and he dropped it on top of that, he didn't even catch it. It was like a slow moving. Train like what is it about this guy that is I don't know I I don't want to we've over explained this already but Jesus they're all bad yeah, all the receivers I, I are bad activate Paul Turner honestly I know that sounds like ridiculous but like come on just do it he, he yeah he does he know how to come back to a ball I think he maybe does. maybe <laughs> I don't know if he has the separation skills right uh yeah, kind of crazy tonight though I, I mean I I know we mentioned it already I'm looking over the stats again. Eli Manning threw 63 times. Holy today. crap. That's how many times Carson Wentz threw against the uh, Bengals. Yeah. So it's, and, and that's still with 15 carries to Paul Perkins. That's with nine carries to Rashad Jennings. Uh, you know, I, it's not like they were down a ton, but they were still down most of the game by, you know, a d- d- score or two scores or whatever. I, I, and he's still, I mean, 356 yards. You better be doing that, which is weird because. You know, Carson Wentz still isn't at that point. But that's the, see, that's what I'm saying. There's the difference there. If there's ever an argument about throwing for 63 attempts and only having less than 300 yards or, or whatever it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of that was on Carson, too. But good Lord. I mean, see, even when Eli Manning does that, he's almost at 400 yards. <laughs> he's got 
you know, a, a touchdown in there and a bunch of wide receivers. Like, honestly, give give me those wide receivers tonight against that, and Carson <laughs> Wentz is putting up God knows what, how many numbers. That I mean, you're, you're going to see instead of 24 pass attempts, you're going to see closer to 35, you know, so it's. It's it's crazy significant how how the how, you know just the differences not only between I know we compared to Dallas because we bring up Dak a lot of the time but Jesus oh man I am just I am so 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 thirsty for offensive things and I don't really care if it's a wide receiver or a running back at this point it's just you know speaking of running back yeah. John a hundred yards or more I'm bringing up the stat again the Eagles this year six and three now and a lot of those losses that those three losses they had were close ones including that Lions game I believe. When they don't rush for 100 yards, 0 and 6. Got to run the ball. Got the, the 118 of that tonight, 27 of those coming from Carson Wentz. Um, I tell you what, it is, uh, it's almost 3 o'clock in the morning, so I oh think this is, this, is a, this is kind of a, a good place to stop. But um, uh, One last question for you, John. Yeah, I, li- I like questions. What is the Eagles' record? Right now? It's a very nice 6-9. and nine. Nice. <laughs> Uh, also, at one point, Carson Wentz was six and for nine uh, yeah. during this football game. Nice stat line there. It's a very nice stat line. Any uh, closing thoughts here, BLG? One more game to go. Uh, I think it was cool of the Eagles. For I think you know it had to be cool for them. Uh, the Giants are probably going to make the playoffs still, but they didn't let the the Giants clinch tonight. There's still a, an outside chance the Giants can miss the playoffs. So the Eagles did their part. Uh, the Eagles can winning. Still uh, does potentially well for their draft pick, depending if the Vikings lose here and some other things break their way. Uh, One game left, and it's interesting. I mean, obviously the game doesn't mean anything. Dallas has already clinched everything, so we don't even know if they'll really play their starters. Uh, It's interesting to me that the Eagles are playing on this Thursday, so they'll have the extra rest, and Dallas has to play on Monday, so they'll be on short rest, and then they have to travel to Philly. So I think it's shaping up nicely here for, even if it doesn't mean anything for the Eagles in the sense of, you know, the Eagles aren't going to the playoffs and the Cowboys are, you can still come out here, maybe beat up on Mark Sanchez a little bit. It'll be fun. Finish the season 7-9. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Enjoy, everyone. And and that's it. Uh, My only, yes, uh, Brandon has said all the things that I want to say, so I'll just say this. Stay away from the politics with your family this, this evening, or not this evening, but over this holiday weekend and into the new year. And just, you know, drink uh, drink one more old-fashioned for your old buddy, John, and just remind yourself, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to get some really nice meat and cookies and all the other things I do when I celebrate the holidays and just have a, a very Merry Christmas for everybody who is celebrating this upcoming weekend. We're going to take uh, a, a, a little bit of time off. I guess not really anybody that uh, a lot of time off, but we might have, we might have no one more. No days off. Hashtag no days off. <laughs> Hashtag no days off. Uh, so, like I said, you can if you're listening to this right now, uh, before 2 p.m. on Friday, I'll be on uh, 94 WIP with uh, our good friend Ruben Frank. And then all next week, Monday through Friday, Mr. Big Time, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m., I'm going to invade the more or the excuse me, the midday show with uh, Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie. They have the whole week off, so it's going to be me and Barrett Brooks. And and Thursday, Thursday. Right? Thursday, Thursday, it is your favorite co-host in mine, James Seltzer, will be on hey. uh, that as well. And then uh, Friday, I'll be flying solo. And then BGN Radio is, we're going to be off on uh, Christmas Eve, but uh, you can catch us New Year's Eve, hey. 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So it's a busy week next week. Hey, seriously, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, 
And thank you so much for listening to BGN Radio number 215 right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. Merry Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know And children, listen. Thanks, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas.